Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast. This is the issue-by-issue retrospective about Nintendo Power Magazine. You are tuning in for part two of January 1993, volume 44. The cover game was Mickey's The Magical Quest. And I am your host. And still is. (laughs) Well, we already covered the game. I am your host, Ben, and with me as always is my co-host, Mike. Hello. And John. Hey, hey, kids. So, again, this is part two. We're picking it up um, after the, the, the Mario comic at page 62, where we have a new section called the Power Players Challenge. So, I was asking people to, to, to try and uh, beat certain challenges. For example, Dr. Mario, can you beat level 24? Or for so, Metroid 2, can you finish the game in two and a half hours? Um, what's the lowest score you can get on the Japanese course of NES Open Golf? What's the fastest you can finish Mario Circuit 1 in time trial mode? And in Phalanx, what's the highest score you can get on easy mode? Which, like, that's your mom after a couple drinks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, <laughs> that'd, be, for, that'd be one. <laughs> and for Link to the Past. Oh, your mom's so sweet. I feel bad now. All right. Uh, <laughs> Link to the Past, can you complete the game? You can just talk about my mom. You don't know her. Yeah. It's your dad that's the funny one, though, because you're just like, Dad, holy crap. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, Enough with the racism. <clears throat> so you take so, a picture of your score, you send it in, and if you're one of the top four or five people that put your name in, into power. But they so. have the people here already. Like I'm, in the next I'm page. guessing those are all counselors. They have to be. I don't know. Well, they didn't put these challenges out there before. Where would they have gotten it from? Oh, it is from the counselors. You're right. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Derek McClinton did Link to the Past in four lives. That's pretty damn impressive. Pussy. Greg Loader. <laughs> Greg Loader got a minus 14 on the Japanese course. So that's like, you know, pretty good good. score in 18 holes. That's pretty good. So, anyway. Okay, moving on. Finally, the long-awaited Game Boy game, The Incredible Crash Dummies. Mm -hmm. From LJN. So dummies spin... And Slick are going to save all the money they make from their extra jobs for a dream vacation. So they're working, basically, uh, these crash test dummies. Let's see here. Spin and Slick are a pair of hard-working crash test dummies who really need a vacation. The problem is money. Sounds like Mike. Their regular job doesn't pay very well, so they're moonlighting to pick up some extra dough for their vacation fund. And instead of going into podcasting, they decided to get into something that makes a little bit more. They hire on as movie stunt doubles, they test air bumpers, they make test runs on ski slopes, they work extra hours in a bomb factory, and even hire on to guide guided missiles to earn money for a vacation. <laughs> they even said right here, I can't believe they put this in here. If you're a big fan of the Crash Dummies, you'll like the characters, but you might be disappointed by the lack of depth in the game. <laughs> Holy shit. This yeah. is the first time I've ever seen them, like, <laughs> dog a, a game in the feature. Outside <laughs> of, like, George and Rob. Yeah. Uh... 
You can play wow. through all five stages quickly and then be start back at the first stage again. Oh, God. The stages become a little more complex, but the scenery doesn't change. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this awesome. is the first time they gave an honest review. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're obviously not giant fans. I never really, under, like, I don't understand what happened here. Was it, like, some marketing person heard about the band and, like, got it confused with, <laughs> no. like... Well, no, like, I mean, the whole the whole trend... I know, like, that's what we were saying when it first came up, the, this first came up, it was like, what the hell happened to us in America? We thought this should be a thing. Hey, let's let's make a uh, let's name our band after Crash Test Dummies. Let's make a cartoon Crash Test Dummies. Let's start featuring commercials. Let's make a video game. Let's sell toys. Pretty sure the well, Canadian the pretty sure the Canadian band didn't have anything to do with those stupid Crash Test Dummy ads. I'm throwing them in anyways. Hmm. I bet the, I bet you those band guys are still waiting by the phone, going like, I don't get it. Our agent said Nintendo wanted to make a game about us, like Aerosmith, <laughs> but like, we haven't heard anything yet. Nice. I mean, like I've even wrote, I've even written some great bosses, and like I've got like some themes that I want to put in, and like like they just gotta call us, man. We're waiting. I actually I actually did have one of the toys. It was kind of mm. cool because there's just like a big like you know radiation symbol warning thing on their chest. I mean, you press it, that basically all their limbs and head fly off. Oh yeah, the spring loaded limbs. I remember that. One. Yeah, it I just one projects everything around it. Yeah, which is that's kind of a neat idea. So it goes over the different levels here, um, and it has a giant tall building. This is the it's going over the stunt level one. I think I played so this. <laughs> you did. It looks like that ski free game from Windows. So the only direction that you get from the director for this stunt is to make it look absolutely awesome. You're on top of a 28 story build burning building, and you have to fall to the ground. Yeah. And it says, if you free fall into fire too many times, you cry, you have to snag a flag on the way down, and you have to hit a target at the bottom. Yeah, you have to do tricks and stunts like bouncing off awnings, swinging off flagpoles, and try not to get damaged until, oh, you, okay. until you kill yourself at the bottom. This does so look like, um, what's that game, the, the, stunt, the movie Stunt Driver game, like where you have to, oh, what was that called, Stuntman? Yeah, from like the PS2. Nightcrawler? <laughs> Same idea, you have to like drive through a course to like set up a movie stunt or whatever. <laughs> mm. So, I don't get it how they cut it. What the hell was that uh, uh, movie Nightcrawler had nothing to do with the X Men? How did they get away with that? <laughs> Very uh, confusing title. Did you see the movie? No, I just saw him I saw and it. I'm just like, it's pretty good. Actually. I saw the commercial and I'm bad. just like, when's he gonna turn blue and get the tail? Jake Gyllenhaal makes a really good creepy dude. Yeah, it, he's really creepy in it. It's pretty good. Nightcrawler is a bad title for the movie, in my opinion. I know yeah, because a lot of gamer guys are like, "Oh, great!" And then, oh well. <laughs> he's not. He's never crawling. He's like driving around everywhere. I don't. Whatever. Anyways, we're way off topic here. So, back to Crash Dummies. Right, second there's, uh, there's stage. There's so much here to keep us. It's only two more pages. The second stage uh, gets some air. You're driving through a uh, obstacle course. And crashing into a brick wall at the end. Kind of looks like the cab from Roger Rabbit. <laughs> it does. It's an overhead uh, driving uh, portion of the game. It looks like... Oh my gosh. You can tell uh, there's there's hardly any uh, way to see where you're going. Because you can see like the um, where the screenshots split. 
So you can yeah. really only see like one car length in front of you. Yeah, which is this great. These which overhead is great. driving games never work for me. Which is great for planning in these things. Yeah, you have to memorize the whole course basically. Ah, yeah. And then the third third level is about uh, hitting the slopes. So you're testing out a new uh, ski track, I guess. So there's the game. Yep. <laughs> Next game for Game Boy is Battleship. Uh, you forgot the skiing. He did. I say just talked. I just talked about the skiing. All right, I forgot the skiing. Okay. That's what I was saying. <laughs> Battleship. It looks, like ski fr- it looks like Ski Free from Windows. Remember that game? Where yeah. You had, like that's what it reminds me of. It's uh, sk- Skater Die Two is a better <laughs> skiing game than that, and that's not a very good skiing game. <laughs> there you go. And then we get to see Battleship. Battleship, and my attention is drawn to the black guy as a prisoner <laughs> swabbing the deck of the ship. What the f- hell is this guy doing? He's a prisoner being given janitorial duty, and he just happens yeah, to be black. he's swabbing the poop deck. He's swabbing the poop deck. Yeah, literally. <laughs> a vast With a ball and chain on him. <laughs> When you I lose, you're swabbing the poop deck as a black guy. As if... With a ball and chain on you. As if being on an aircraft carrier in the middle of the ocean isn't isolating enough. They want to make sure that you don't... <laughs> I no, guess if the you try to escape chain. by swimming, you'll drown. <laughs> yeah, You can't escape anyway because you're on a fucking aircraft carrier in the middle of the ocean. If you had thoughts about escaping, well then, think again. I think it's thoughts about suicide. Like, if Look you can't escape, so if you just want to end... You can use a trident nuclear warhead to take out nine squares at once. <laughs> what? You got, like, mass attacks in Battleship now? You got area of effect? It. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. This game might actually be decent. Or no. horrible. It just if looks I'm, like, I mean, it's literally set up like the, the actual board game. If I'm playing Battleship, I want to play Battle... I don't want, like, a nine-square nuclear warhead. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, the Tomahawk <laughs> from level 24 wipes out eight squares. Wow. It's really, Damn. really odd. Yeah. Hmm. It's like they tried to be like, how can we make Battleship Let's make different? Battleship extreme. Right? This ain't your now let's Battleship. Get, let's get Rihanna and Liam Neeson. <laughs> and then we have let's get Rihanna doing the second thing she's not good at we have a super interesting <laughs> game here this is the next All right, game next up. the humans is the next game I never heard of Ooh. this this Who looks so thing? amazingly weird game tech it's got interesting art it looks fairly uh, whimsical and British there's human say. sacrifice in this game <laughs> no the graphics are okay it's yeah, a Game Boy for game, a game, for game, game Boy game. game. <laughs> so what's the, it's a scaled-down version of Lemmings, the Stone Age twist. All right. It's a puzzle game, and the object is to guide one of your available humans to the goal in each level. Whoever did the art for this is a famous... I've like seen this art style by like someone. I forget. If, mm-hmm. Just from the art style, I, it looks like some European, like French comic artist. I don't know. No, it's not. Um... But that guy went on to do a lot of other stuff. I've seen his stuff elsewhere. Whoever mm-hmm. did this. Yeah. I know what you mean. Well, it doesn't have any signature. No. 
Uh, anybody with any artistic ability, if you want to look at pages 70 and 70... <laughs> or not 70. If you have a 70, pedigree... 70, 71. If you, if you have Sorry. a pedigree in mid-90s comic appreciation... <laughs> yeah. Then Hit us up. Let us download know this issue this and is, tell cause... us who the hell this guy is. Since you're already screaming his name at us. So there's yeah. a lot of action going on in the drawings. Let's kind of describe them for people. Um... It's cavemen with spears, and they're all kind of smiling, and they're wearing different uh, hats and bandanas and such. Right. And it's very whimsical. There, there's uh, dinosaurs in it. Uh, I can't tell. It looks like they're trying to hold up the sign with a... Not brontosaurus. That's not the real one. What's the regular one? You're right. That's the brontosaurus. Yeah, that's the a brontosaurus in the picture. No, the brontosaurus is not a real dinosaur. They decided it. Right? Oh, like what is the actual name of the long neck dinosaur? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diplodocus or something like that? What, uh, the Sarah Jessica Parker? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a horse. Oh. <laughs> Brachiosaurus. Brachiosaurus, thank you. We're riding the dinosaur yeah. train. Yep. And then you get a dude riding a stone wheel somehow. <laughs> Yeah, it's part of that like whole like funny Flintstones kind of vibe where humans and dinosaurs coexisted in mm -hmm. this like Stone Age like alt reality. So anyway, like the alt reality where Hillary's president. So if your human <laughs> is running severely short on time or caught in a strange predicament and is in dire need of a special item, press down the select button to visit the tribe's witch doctor. The lives <laughs> of your remaining humans may be sacrificed. For the valuable items such as spears and torches. He that takes crazy. lives for his material? This yeah, is you could trade dark. in for money. You could sell your, sell your uh, people. Oh my god, I, I don't this. know who's this worse a, in this transaction. This is amazing. This is awesome. Anyway. Well, mm -hmm. can I do that with coworkers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Carl, I'm going to trade you and Benny over here for the, uh, for the fax machine. <laughs> It's uh, it's not doing so well, so we're just gonna get like a new uh, a wireless copier. So yeah. I'm just gonna have to use, just kind of to cave in your skull here and there. <laughs> okay, okay, Clark. Now uh, you show up. I'm gonna need your teeth. Mm -hmm. And now the uh, witch doctor is gonna give me a working photocopier. <laughs> there you go. All right. So that's the humans. Next up, we have Mega Man Three for the Game Boy. <coughs> Looking better. Now it just so looks this like a actually, so mostly the game, game Boy games that have Mega Man in it only feature four bosses. This one actually features all uh, eight on wow. two separate screens, basically. So you basically go through it in two different rounds. First round you have four guys. Second round you have four guys, and then you get go up against uh, Doctor Wily. I'm assuming in the last uh, round. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, a lot of game packed into a Game Boy pack. It's modeled after Mega Man 3 for the NES. It's got the same Robot Masters in it. Um, same Robot enemies. We got them fighting the Derp yeah. Whale. Yeah, you got the Snake. Uh, you have to fight Snake Man. This looks fantastic. It looks like a totally black They're, and white Mega Man 3. Yeah, they're, I mean, these uh, Mega Man Game Boy <laughs> games are, are pretty good. If you love Mega Man, but hate color, this game is for you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're colorblind, yeah, then you won't notice a difference. Um, I don't know how the level designs compare, if they're the exact same, or if they're minified, or different, or what. 
And we don't get uh, to see. Not having played through these. And we don't get to see map levels either. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's got some story in it where uh, Wiley shows up and teases uh, Mega Man. And with, there's some with, mini bosses. With, his, with his eyebrow wink. Like, he has yeah. to take the entire lid. Rather than just installing a dome on his ship, he just decides mm-hmm. to uplift the whole thing and expose himself. <laughs> and not in that way, John. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. His mustache. He's ready for a mustache ride. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I do. Uh, but it looks like the last bosses are different from the Mega Man uh, 3 uh, Nintendo game, though. Because it was like a giant robot thing that Wily's in, and this one is like a floating uh, mechanical contraption. Hmm. So... Looks like a decent game. Should we move ahead? Yep. Speaking of Mega Man, we get to see Mega Man enemies where we get to see some rejected Mega Man villains like mm-hmm. B-Man, Dark so Man. So to, to back it up, we have a Nintendo <laughs> Power held a contest for, uh, well, Capcom did, and, and Nintendo Power ran it, basically, for design a, uh, a robot master to be included in Mega Man 5. And... Um, only one will be chosen for Mega Man 5, but the other winners will be featured in the magazine. So these are the ones that were, quote-unquote, other winners. So there are many rejects that don't even appear in the magazine. So here we go. <laughs> yep, then we got Freeze Man, Optic Man, Balloon Man, Scorpion Man. Well, let's describe some of these. Let's, just, let's don't run through them. So Optic Man. Tell us about Optic Man. It's a... Uh, Big eye, with arms and legs and a tail, and a mega blaster. Right, what is one he have the, a tail? One of these guys is Black Man. <laughs> what? The, I'm not kidding you. I love page seventy nine. Oh, we're not yeah. that far ahead. Don't don't jump. We have yeah, B Man. Don't skip, man. Don't make me don't make me scan over these things. We got <laughs> B Man, which. I like it. I like B Man. He he looks like he looks yeah he looks real like like he could throw B-Man's stingers not at bad. you. Mm-hmm. I could see Capcom going with that. Dart Dart Man is dumb. The poor is yeah. a dart freaking dartboard on his ass. He's the poor man's beat man. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. He's also wearing a diaper too. <laughs> Scorpion Man is not too bad though. I like that kind of. What the, Blade, hell, what yes. the hell is that green? Scorpion Man. Yeah, what the hell is that green shit coming out of his blaster? <laughs> I thought he was like I thought that was a metal detector. <laughs> <laughs> Scorpion Man's got to find stuff at the beach to pay the he's bills. Got, he's got like mm-hmm. a claw and like a laser hand apparently. Yeah, that sounds terrible. He can't go take a piss now unless he ch- chops his wiener. Challenge mode. The claw. Balloon Man, that is awful. <laughs> yeah, terrible idea for a villain. Just <laughs> like shoot out his balloons. That's actually kind of cool. <laughs> Do the balloons. Uh, then you got Smoke Man, which looks like it, an anime style. His, you have to shoot his balloon knot. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Sun Man, who basically Smoke is... Man goes along with Balloon Man, is what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Sun Man basically is Goku firing a spirit bomb. Mm-hmm. Voltron or Volt Man. He's just got plugs everywhere. <laughs> this this guy, this guy, this guy made the cut. Okay, he's we've seen electricity <coughs> man before, so yeah, he's not Vol, too bad. Voltman made the cut. 
Spring Man, which is just like a bobblehead. We got Yo-Yo <laughs> Man, who looks like he should be like shooting oh. some jive. I thought that was Yo-Yo Ma. Never mind. He throws, <laughs> his, he throws his cello at you. Copter Man, which is definitely... We've seen Mega Man villains like this guy. Mm-hmm. So this guy did make the cut. And then mm-hmm. Plasma Man, which looks like a freaking Transformer. It does. Pretty Except cool, though. Uses Not in a good way. Then you got Springman, de- another villain we've definitely Spring. seen. Yeah, that's not a robot master. That's just like a regular vil- like enemy in the Look stages. At Clone Man, he's like, kill me. Clone Man. <laughs> I was kill not meant me. to live. It's like Bizarro Mega Man almost. Yeah. Me and me Mega and Man went to the tanning you, booth for a few two hours long. <laughs> I like these dog variants, the rush cycle especially. That's pretty bad. Diamond is it didn't Diamond Man the one they picked? Uh, I think they might have. Yeah, Diamond Man's definitely been a uh, a villain. I, don't, I think that's the one they picked. Yeah, somebody it's, made it. They don't Diamond Man is definitely a thing. I'm sure of it. The yes, Rush Cannon. Let me see. So there's Pro there's Proto Man, Crystal Man. Gyro Man, Napalm Man, Star Man. I love the smell of Napalm Man. Wave Man, Stone Man, Charge Man, Gravity Man. So it doesn't say. It doesn't say which is the one. And if you and if you mm-hmm. can defy Gravity Man, then you get a. Oh, uh, uh, they don't say. A, it says from here. Point. It's up to Capcom, so they don't actually tell us. We're not gonna. Yeah, but then there's uh, coverage right us. here. Yeah, but it says the look on page the bottom of page seventy nine. Uh, some of the boss robots that appear in Mega Man 5 were the result of a design contest similar to this one that was held recently in Japan. So would they? Ha- so they lied to us. If that's what, that's what we're hearing. <sighs> Fuckers. Okay. Okay. So I'll read the rest of these if you're going to so be doing So back to the yeah, back to the breed of dog ones. We had the Rush Cannon. <laughs> it's just like b- puking up a cannonball. Rush. The Rush Cycle, which I absolutely love. That is pretty awesome. And then the <laughs> rush, the rush pellet gun, which we don't get to see him shooting anything. Although with all the rivet designs, it looks like he's like shitting the pellets. <laughs> I know it looks like he's like just dropping like uh, rabbit pellets everywhere, basically. <laughs> all right. And then we get to, uh, you know, one of these guys actually was in a Mega Man game, and I'll get to him. Uh, okay. We look at Steam Man. He's just like, mm-hmm. is it hot in here or is it just me? Well, that's too bad for you, Mega Fool. My scorching hot steam bombs will scald your blue hide when you try to jump over me. And then in a <laughs> similar vein is Atom Man, who again shoots like a radioactive cloud. Mm-hmm. And again, either way, like it's a cloud that shoots above them that you can't touch. Then there's Glue Man. <laughs> I guess somebody must have heard their parents arguing over a phone bill because then we've got Dial Man. That's who apparently hilarious. just wants to beat you over the head with the receiver. <laughs> just, he's got an antenna sticking out of his shoulder. He's got a rotary dial on his chest and a handheld receiver in his hand with the wire going into his arm. Yeah, this kid, Mike Stern and Andrew Namias, definitely heard their parents arguing over the phone bill. Talking about how the phone is the enemy in the house. Mm-hmm. And then we get to see Magic Man. <laughs> I guess, like, this person must have been listening to uh, Jefferson Starship. Mm-hmm. Try to understand. Try, try, try to understand. He's a magic man. Oh, jeez. And we have the clock man, which looks like the 
the clock that, from Beauty and the Beast. That was de- that was the that's the guy that made it in a uh, Mega <clears throat> Man remake of the first uh, of the first game. These were the two optional bosses because if you remember, Mega Man had six villains. Mm. There was Oil mm. Man and Clock Man were were <laughs> rounding out the first eight, but oh, they really? got cut. And apparently, they made they stayed in the Japanese version, but no only in the American version. Yeah, you can look up Oil Man and uh, Clock or Time Man, and they're definitely villains from the first Mega Man. But we only got to see them in the uh, remake for the play, for the PSP. Huh. We have Whip Man. Whip Man. What? He's got a whip, whip coming out of his head. Whip. Whip Man. Whip, whip it good. Whip. Whip he whips man. his hair back and forth. He's whipped his hair back and forth. And <laughs> then we have Weaseletta and Terry Teddy, which is definitely like in, inspiration for the Five Nights at Freddy's, Freddy's. video games. Yeah, or <laughs> that, or that uh, what was that uh, bratty girl from the Powerpuff Girls? Didn't she make like a, a robot teddy bear that she used to fight the girls? I don't remember. Did we talk about Mega Woman and Mega Girl? Speaking, no, we haven't. <laughs> speaking of fighting the girls, Mega Woman is just like Power Girl and Rainbow Bright got together and made a baby. That's a pretty awesome. Like, I don't think a the gaby. costume could get approved by Nintendo, but like. The drawing there is really like yeah. Well done. Maxime Mercier from Latouk. <coughs> oh my God! Could you get a more French name for your town than that, <laughs> Latouk? <laughs> I'm gonna drop a Ladouce La in you, La Toilet. So anyway, uh, we got to find out uh, what Maxime Mercier's been up to because that Mega Woman is that's some good art right there. Yep. And uh, not too bad as a decent follow-up is Mega Girl. Which is like if Mega Man had like a, a, a psychotic younger sister, mm-hmm. who actually a horrible like, haircut, who actually got out of the ki- Doctor Light's kitchen and said, "I want to fight too." Then oh, we'd dude, get did this. Did you see the dog? The thing is terrifying. That is not yeah. friendly. It's like a robot version of Muttley. <laughs> yeah, it is. So then we got uh, Spook Man. Oh, we have another Blade Man. And then uh, yeah, yeah. a Wolverine ripoff, Slice Man. And then a oh, yeah, Wolverine and then a Volt Man mm-hmm. ripoff, Power Man, who doesn't look like Luke Cage. So hold on, let me go back to Blade Man here. The dude has a blade on each for each hand, and then a blade <laughs> sticking out of his head. And then you have right below him, not to be outdone, you have Blader Man. <laughs> One's Bladder Blade, the other's Blader. Could be Bladder Man. Yeah. And he's got what apparently is a... It looks like one of those scrape, like a spackle scraper. He's got one hand. A paint stripper. A paint paint stripper, stripper, yeah. And then another generic sort of floaty boss in the other hand. Yeah, like one of those regular like copter bosses. And then we have the creme de la creme. (laughs) Black man. (laughs) Who strangely enough doesn't look racist. Why did the like? What could he possibly have been thinking? He has, no, he has, he has the power of funk. He's not even. He's not even black. I oh, you know he doesn't have. Well, I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna give any racist descriptions. But suffice to say, this guy does not abide by any stereotypes that I can pick up, and I'm mm-hmm. pretty well versed in my stereotypes. His weapon is like a watermelon and bucket of fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and he John has to see it. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, he only shoots 40s out of his cannon. Oh, my goodness. 
and the police are very effective against him. <laughs> you have to no. defeat. You have to. You have to defeat him with cop man's powers. It's <laughs> so bad. <laughs> but you have to watch out for his cell phone attack. Otherwise, otherwise, cop man is useless. You have to watch out for his plug and his. Oh Jesus! In his load, <laughs> one for my plug and one for my load. Yeah, you gotta watch for his plug and load attacks. One for the bitches, <sighs> one for the hose. Spookman looks cool. It looks like basically a ripoff of Woodman with a shield that he would throw at you, but you know, still. And Spook then we got Man this looks dumb. Spookman looks like someone dressed up like a scarecrow a, a coat hanger sheet. in the in the closet. <laughs> yeah, like someone just <laughs> threw a like a sheet over a scarecrow in a field. Clown man. But, uh, I like the idea of the of the attack, but yeah. Uranium man looks like he's holding a vagina out of his blaster. <laughs> or like one of those um what's the what's the sport they play in, in Miami and Cuba, like highlight? Mm-hmm. Looks like one of those scoops they use to like play highlight. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the we, cross. Wind we man. Got insect man, which I'm pretty sure there's already been a bug man, right? And there's already been a wind man, we got air man. Air man. Wind man Wind looks man like a freaking Japanese like Tengu. He's... Yeah, he just has like this big weird like beard thing. Cosmic man looks like he's shooting like solar energy at you. By the way, he I was looking like at the, wiki, copy I was looking other, at the wiki for this robots. game, and it, and uh, it's not really clear that they used any of these. <laughs> like, they they tried to incorporate it, but like the production schedule didn't really allow for it. Clown so, man, you think the guy that did Clown Man would have at least dr- drawn over the lines in the graphing paper? <laughs> it's pretty decent. It's a decent drawing. It's not a bad yeah. one. Yeah, you can see the graph paper, of course. I, I mean, again, this guy looks like he'd be a good like enemy in the in the game, but a yeah. mini boss. A boss. He looks like yeah. something you would see out of that Nemo like game. Like yeah, absolutely. He looks like Slumber. the beginning guy. Yep. Then we got Nuke Man, who's just like drizzling radioactive sludge. He missed up a chance to call him Duke Nukem, <laughs> or Duke Man. So yeah, I I don't think I'm not sure any of these bosses actually got used, which is kind of disappointing because some of these are pretty darn well done. I'd have mm-hmm. to say. I could um, have sworn I've seen Diamond Man somewhere. It though. might be. They were saying that Beat or something like there was some boss like mini boss called Beat that they tried to add. I don't know. I, I was trying to make sense of the wiki while you guys were talking. But well, Beat is the uh, little guy with that throws out capsules if you rescue okay. him. He's like a bird that follows you around. So, anyway, um, on there we have the speaking of this game, we have the Mega Man Five uh, coverage here. Yep. Anyone <laughs> else want to take this? Mega Man you've, Five. You've played it, right, Mike? Um, I actually, I have not played Mega Man Five. Gotta be honest with you. These are interesting bosses, though. Gravity Man. Mm-hmm. Um, well, hold on. I, I passed up the. You got Rush in here again. Did I tell you what the Rush abilities are in this game? Uh, no. We have rush, flip top, and beat. <laughs> so this is the. What's the storyline here? The vengeance of Proto Man. Proto Man's heinous spree of destruction has left the entire city in shambles, and virtually powerless against further attack. In desperation, Doctor Cossack calls Mega Man back into action. Mega Man has a keen interest in stopping Proto Man because the Red Cape Trader has kidnapped Dr. Light. 
Proto-Man also appears to have deployed eight new ruthless robot masters at sites throughout the cities and encouraging them to destroy it. Mega Man knows that if he's going to rescue Dr. Light, he'll have to thrash the robot masters first. So you've got uh, the Mega Buster now. You can charge it uh, before you shoot it. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, so Gravity Man, of course, that has an interesting play control where you, I'm sure, go upside down at a certain point. And the level, uh, yep. And uh, that's exactly what it is in the boss. Oh, that's area. the one with uh, Pete in it. For Pete? a bust and slide at the bottom. What? Look at bust and oh, slide yeah, yeah, at the yeah. bottom, and you get to see it's, like gay pride the power Pete. Deuce. Pete and repeat. Yeah, power bottom <laughs> Pete. <laughs> and we've got uh, Wave Man stage. Hi. <laughs> No, his ah. ability is to get everyone at a sporting Whoa. event ramped up. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, God, fuck the wave. <laughs> Why? I hate that. I just like, never out? stand for it. I don't know. Like, no, it's, John, John just has a grudge against sitting up for no, standing up for no reason. <laughs> okay. So. My problem with the waves, my ass is too big to fit in the seat, so standing up and down is a huge uh, endeavor. It's an ordeal. <laughs> And I guess yeah, so uh, I, just, we, I just raise the arms. That's all I do. We we found Brandon's uh, favorite villain well, it helps here. Helps that you're so tall. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you we, go. We found Brandon's villain of choice, Stone Man. Stone, Stone Man. Man. Yeah. He looks like a thing. Yeah. From uh, Fantastic Four. Yeah. It's clobbering time, Mega Man. Charge Man, which looks like a train for some reason. <laughs> to teach you. Thomas has had enough of your fucking shit. <laughs> Have you seen I that? Love my, that's, yes, that Skyrim mod where it, oh, I was gonna mention that. They do that in like every game now that has mods. I saw like a Fallout one now where like oh. they replace stuff with Thomas the Tank Engine, but that was yeah. The, most the original thing though ever. is the is the Skyrim mod where every dragon was replaced with Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> it's like it is choo, amazing. Choo choo, <laughs> motherfucker! <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but yeah, um, and then Napalm Man looks fucking awesome. He's got like a turban in his head, which is pretty awesome. He's got oh, like you, nuclear warheads. You passed by Starman. Dude, you bet. Star dude, you, you, you passed through like three of them. No, I didn't. We got Starman. Strangely enough, he's not waiting in the sky. <laughs> then we got no. Napalm Man. Oh, of course, his level is in Auschwitz. <laughs> yeah, we got Napalm Man, who smells great in the morning, from what I've heard. Wait, did you just make a Holocaust joke? Then? Yes, I did. He couldn't catch that. Uh, like, how do you person. how do you fit like Star thousand Jews into your car? Use the ashtray. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, that's awful. <laughs> Terrible. Star yeah, man. That's kind of like that looks, copter man. Hold on, back there, to the right? man. This guy looks like he has lipstick. Uh, arms and lipstick on his head. He's got <laughs> red, red rocket hands. <laughs> he does. Red rocket, red rocket, red rocket. I thought napalm was like liquid fire. Yeah, it's like gasoline that's jellied and they light it on fire, yes. Yeah, so why does this guy have, have lipstick on his arms? I'm guessing Because he's, he's going like out tonight explosive. and he wants to look fly. <laughs> and he's got tank treads on his feet for some reason. I would like if there was design. a boss called like Agent Orange that like deforests um, a forest or something. <laughs> and like burns your skin. <laughs> <laughs> I 
mustard gas man. You, you have to use you have to use Agent Orange's power in order to get through to get to, to be Forest Man. Oh. And so then Gyro Man. Gyro. That's yeah, how you take away like his leaf shield. I Gyro actually Man, like this guy's design quite a bit. Yeah, Gyro, Gyro Man looks like the the Copter Man that was submitted. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's it. No, it's not. Can't be. I don't know. It's pretty close. So his looks like an airman type then we stage. Then Crystal Man. Crystal who, Man. Uh, <laughs> yep, you have to go through a trailer park level in order to <laughs> get to him. <laughs> and, and that is a terrible design. It's like a bunch of circles on him. Yeah, and then you have yeah. to like dodge all the, the 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 shotgun pellets that come out of his trailer before he comes out at you. <laughs> after screaming yeah. at after ask, after screaming at you that you're a cop. Jesse, mm. we bake. All right, we're cooking. <laughs> So then we had the Proto Man stage after this, which is kind of awesome. It's just a big Proto Man mm-hmm. helmet, and of course, it is a false Proto Man. It wasn't him the whole time. Yep. Let's let's ruin the twist in the Nintendo Power coverage. Yeah. Um, no, it's dark. So it's a robot. It's a robot uh, posing as Proto Man, and then of course, isn't Proto Wiley's Man a robot? At all. It's supposed yes. to be like a Mega Man clone, right? <laughs> He's his brother. He yeah. was the uh, he was the uh, first robot, and Mega Man was the enhanced version. All it's right, called, uh, it's called Blues in the Japanese version, right? So it's another that's, another that's screw up. So what do we have next, next for Nintendo? RC Pro Am Two, <coughs> which is, looks heat. like more of just the RC Pro Am. It's another RC game with like more to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We got so off-road, cityscape, yeah. racetrack, tugo truck. That's a fun game mode. So it's like tug of war with like monster trucks. And there's a drag race, which is that RuPaul show, right? So <laughs> Dame Edna also stars. <laughs> Hello, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Along with the what's that, what's that comedian's name? Eddie know. Izzard. Look yes. At the animation, look at the animation for Tuggo, tru- Tuggo Truck Challenge. It looks like like Tug Job Challenge. Yeah. That looks. What the hell's like, going on? There's two know. rednecks fighting over a controller. I don't know. It's weird. Oh, a remote control thing. Yeah. To pull your opponent to the winning line, press A then B as fast as possible. So then it shows like the two <laughs> remote control cars tugging each other, back yeah. and forth. Yeah. You know, okay. So I'm looking at uh, on bottom of page 91 here, where it says mm. track 18, two laps in the orange area. Mm-hmm. It's got like a area, like a plane going yeah. over. You know what it reminds me of is like when you're driving to like uh, L.A. or Tucson or something, and you see those signs. It's like aircraft monitoring speed overhead. Right. And it has like, <laughs> like a Outline of an airplane. Like, what are they going to do? Call it an airstrike? <laughs> <laughs> Just like, really? We're paying for someone to fly in the air to potentially get me going 10 over? You know? Yeah. Though, let's be honest, if I'm driving out there, I'm doing freaking. <laughs> I'm just like, well they going to take a picture over. of my license plate from all the way up there? Good luck. <laughs> well, what they do is they radio down to a unit on the ground. They say, like, you know, right. the, the, you know the blue car or whatever is, is was clocked doing, you know. I've never once timer. seen an airplane overhead, though. I they have do, actually. When I was, they just do it to mess with you. Yeah, there's no way. I don't think they use it. I don't think they use it too much. I have seen it once. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. So. Okay, so RC Pro-Am again. It's a it's a fun multiplayer game. I believe it's from Rare. Uh, now called Trade West. This is the, Joan, what the hell did you send me? <laughs> okay, Ben, just check the messenger to find out what Joan sent us. This is this is a worthy diversion before we get onto the Jetsons. The king of the foreskins. <laughs> For his daughter's hand in marriage, King Saul wanted no less than 100 Philistine foreskins. David, really wanting to become a son-in-law of a powerful king, took his men and killed enough Philistines to bring back 200 foreskins. David counted them all in front of the king as promised he was rewarded the princess. Oh Is this in the Bible? It's no from way. The Bible. And there's a drawing. We get to see him, like, like t- I don't know if he's, like, putting them in the bag after, like, putting them in the pile or, he's or like, smiling. emptying the bag. But Just he's grabbing happy. a bloody pile of foreskins. And we get to see, like, a bloody, a bloody smear bag. from the bag that's been dragging on the floor. <laughs> oh my god this, this, this looks like it's from like a children's book too Lovely And this is how people become atheists <laughs> That's right Hey do you remember that thing from the bible where You know a guy did a, such a great job He brought back 200 foreskins Cause that's what, pe- cause that's what people David's like, did Get me a sack of foreskins That's what I want like, <laughs> It's probably going to smell like rotted meat By the time you bring them back Since well, there's no be vehicles fresh, you know? This so calamari fresh, tastes you fry awful up, you know? <laughs> What is with this crispy? calamari? <laughs> that's than probably bacon. it He wanted the feeling of calamari But you know no. since they live in the fucking <laughs> desert That's when he's just like Okay, I need yeah. I need something meaty and chewy. The idea is that he has he has converted two hundred people to Judaism, and he's bringing back proof of it. I'm guessing, but yes, I don't know. Are, are, are they, they going to be checking like the the length of the cut to make sure that he just <laughs> didn't like mutilate a guy? Well, what, yeah. What if he took like one foreskin and like cut it in two, like to try to like fake him out? You know, like yeah. it was just like a shorter than normal foreskin. Or what if he just castrated the guy and just Santa threw the whole wiener in there? He just does does dick, that count as two? If you just the threw in a dick there? for good measure. These ones have uh, committed their lives to, to the Lord. They have <laughs> given right. you their manhood. They're short lives since they're going to die of an infection very soon. There you go. Speaking of fun with foreskins, Jetskin. The Jetskins. <laughs> the Jetskins. <laughs> the Jetson. I mean, George Caper. Foreskin. Do, 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 George, do, do, do. Meet George Foreskin is <laughs> his, his very his daughter very, Jew his his very nervous boy Elroy <laughs> his dog Castro <laughs> Castro <laughs> Castro's looking for a new chew toy Elroy time to go to the temple Hi, G Pop. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, shame his wife. Anyway, um, <laughs> his daughter Judy, Jew. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, and then what was what was the maid's name? The robot. Rosie. Maid? Rosie. Mm. Yeah, there's not much there. Anyway, I so thought we uh, looked at this game already. Uh, apparently not. I could have sworn we did. Coverage here. I could have sworn we did. Was this for Game Boy originally? Must have been because we're seeing. Yeah. 
Anyway, so. this game looks mediocre. Who did it? Oh, uh, this is uh is this based on the movie? It's Taito. Um yeah, I mean, the, the yeah, whole... Yeah, this is based on the movie where it gets, like, put up into that uh, mining, off offshore mining facility. Yeah. Off mining facility. <laughs> it turns out they're, like, destroying the natural habitat of, like, some Ewok-type things. Yeah. So he's sent up there, and he's got all kinds of uh, stuff to get him through a bunch of platforming levels, like a glider, shield, magnetic boots, a, flash, a flashlight, and a jet board. And there are 12 different uh, areas. Hmm. Uh, the Peaceful World of M83. M- M- <laughs> <laughs> the Peaceful World of M80. Um, peaceful World of M38 was inhabited only by small, furry, and friendly little humanoids who had no idea what Cogswell was up to to their dismay. Cogswell's robots soon began to ruthlessly exploit the plant's resources. Yeah, this is it's the plot of the movie, so it's related to that. <sighs> Do you remember yeah, the Jetsons so movie where they had to like there was like this space villain that like wanted to destroy music? <laughs> what? Jesus Christ! Yeah, there was Sounds like, like this a gem of the holograms episode. Yeah, it was like a Jetsons thing, and I remember like she was like she couldn't even say music, so she always had to spell it out because that's how much she hated uh. music. It's like saying Voldemort in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I guess. So they they're, they give some decent coverage the first two so stages, like, yeah, and so they skim like, through the rest. Yeah, and then the daughter much. like falls in love, of course, with some like space rocker. I have no idea how the hell it got made into a friggin' movie. It's like a direct VHS, probably. Mel Blanc did the voice for Mister Spacely in the movie. Hmm. Wow. And Tiffany was the voice of Judy Jetson. So I'm still trying to figure out when Hanna-Barbera, like, sold out to uh, Turner. Uh, so this is, what, 93, and they're still making stuff. Because eventually they sold their shit to Turner. Yeah. And yeah. that's how they start featuring, like, you know, Fred Flintstone and uh, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. <laughs> well, I think the, the Birdman stuff was, like, an intentional Adult Swim, like, spinoff. Oh, I know, but it means they could use their properties at that point. Yeah, so they could I use guess the real properties. Yeah, so apparently, um, like the head of uh, Adult Swim gave like, uh, like Ted Turner like a hundred foreskins, and then he got the rights. To, <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he got the rights to use his property because he because he's like, sitting there eating <laughs> eating them like pork rinds. Like, oh, it was worth it. <laughs> mm, crispy. Well, they're rubbery until little, you fry them. Salt, I was reading salty. somewhere today that like. The original plan to use the stuff with, um, like, the what became Adult Swim, mm-hmm. like, um, it was supposed to be, like, a remake of the Wacky Races, but, like, the creator had, like, woke up in a cult, like, in a fever dream and had the idea for um, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, oh, really? as a talk show. That's awesome. And so they rolled that out, which, of course, like, spun off pretty much all of Adult Swim and, like, yeah, you know, that was the first wake, one. The well, do you remember... Show and, the first, like the bumpers for like the first like three or four years, were just like of people, like old people swimming at swimming pools. Right. Mm-hmm. The That's idea was like, like, okay, you know, Cartoon kids Network out of the pool, is, is time for, for adults. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, oh my God, Space Ghost and the Brock Show and Sea Lab mm-hmm. and all that. I mean, they have so, like some of the funniest moments in like the history of television. I would oh have to say. Oh my God, the. Uh, 
the Bjork episode. <laughs> oh my god, it's hilarious. It's like so bizarre. Just everything they did was really amazing. So, uh, speaking of not so amazing, we have Nestor's Adventures. We look, Mike. We've lost. We've lost. We're like off the rails at this point, gentlemen. Come on. <laughs> okay, so we get to see the foreskins Norman's... thing. Like completely derailed us. <laughs> yeah, so we get to see. Way Norman's... to go, John. We get. Yeah, to... yeah. <laughs> we get to see Norman Schwarzkopf saying the success of Desert Strike depends on you guys. Well, what sort of dessert strikes you like? What sort of dessert yeah. strikes you? Pies. Then we get to see a. a, a, a <laughs> He's a like, I like a good cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't give you a cream pie, but I can give your wife one. Ew. So that attitude. Yeah. So then we get to see a montage of Nestor uh, playing with his joystick as he like blows up the enemy army and like landing his helicopter aggressively. He gets shot. He gets shot down. So yeah. And then uh, his co-pilot says, "That's the second chopper this week." Yep, losing one $10 million state-of-the-art aircraft looks like bad luck, but losing two looks like a Medal of Honor or a vacation in Spain in the cover of Time Magazine. <laughs> Jesus. So apparently, like, Nestor's like the real-life version of Launchpad. <laughs> so then uh, Schwarzkopf tells him, I want you to, I want to pick you, I want you to pick up at least four MIAs before you start shooting. Maybe you'll be more careful and stay in the air if you're more responsible, if you're responsible for more lives. Yeah, all that, all that extra weight should really help. <laughs> and then the co-pilot's his ears are ringing, and he's like, "Did somebody say dinner at eight? Mm. And then uh, the general says, "When your armor gets below a hundred, get back to base and dump off the MIAs. We'll repair the chopper. That's an order." Oh, d'oeuvres! Now he wants us to pick up hors d'oeuvres. I think so. Huh. War is hell, eh? Now nah, more like a food fight. So weird. Yeah. So we have a so just to, in case you're following along with the uh, Nintendo Power Scriber edition, there's a whole section right here that we're going to skip at the moment. It's for the Super Power Club because we're going to dedicate a special episode to just this section. So we're going to skip ahead here. Yeah, uh, it, would make, it would make for a really long episode. So yeah, there's some there's some meaty stuff to it. So we'll get to it. Um, in a, in the next episode, but for now so we're gonna next, skip ahead to the players' the next pool thing contest. Is, yeah, we have a team-specific NHL contest, which is kind of odd. It's San Jose Sharks theme this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, third prize as always, uh, fifty Nintendo Power T-shirts. They're not calling them jerseys anymore. Finally, prize. finally <laughs> they admit it. <laughs> Second prize, we have five winners. Will get. Uh, the NHL uh, PA Hockey 93 from Electronic Arts and uh, an authentic San Jose Sharks jersey with your name printed on the back and uh, let's see, the winner uh, do you want to go through it Mike? because you're, 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 you're from the Great White North so, you know, a hockey themed uh, the grand prize, prize, we can visit EA and meet the designers of Nambla Hockey 93 Mm-hmm. Take home a hockey stick autographed by the pros. Well, come on, which pros? Take <laughs> to the ice and take a slap shot with the Sharks. And then win a trip to San Francisco to see the San Jose Sharks take on the LA Kings. Now, this was 1993, January. Mm-hmm. Was Gretzky traded yet? <sighs> Gretzky trade. So what's interesting about this to me is they show this insert of a picture of the awesome uh, hockey helmet for the Sharks. Uh, but they don't mention anything about you actually taking home the helmet. 
<laughs> you take a hockey stick. They don't say anything about the helmet. Yeah. Itself. Oh God, I wanted the. Those are pretty expensive, though. Uh, the the trade. Yeah, the trade was 1988. So yes, he was playing for the Kings at that point. So you get to see the Sharks lose. Okay. If you're ever, I know you guys aren't really interested in sports, but like there actually is a really good 30 for 30 that they did on it. It's on Netflix. It's called King's Ransom, and it's about like the decision the owner had to make and like like how upset people were. And it, it's actually pretty well done. The whole 30 for 30 series is pretty good. So does it involve foreskins? Um, yes, if it makes you watch it. They gave 34 um, skins for Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually excited for a 30 for 30 that's coming out uh, next month. On uh, the XFL, yeah, there's that that he hate me or whatever. <laughs> yeah, because I remember had, I watched like the first game of that with my roommate in college because he was really into football. That's and funny. It was, like, the and it, like you're thing. like, oh, it's you know, it's it's wrestling meets football. This has to be great. <laughs> yeah, like oh, I like wrestling. I like wrestling. Let's watch this. How did that work? Did people like give to each other suplexes and pile drivers on the grass? No, it was just the people that ran wrestling like introduced it like it was it was pretty true to like there were some rules that that weren't normal but it was it was effectively pretty much just football <laughs> well well i mean it's the way it started off was like clumsy like they started off the game with like guys like running at the center of the field to catch the ball right yeah it was kind of like like dodgeball where you run to go grab it like whoever can get there first instead of a kickoff it was like who can get to the ball first yeah but like within Wait. the first game like so instead I want to say like two people were carry out the field just from that though yeah. so instead of adding <laughs> so instead of adding wrestling they just took away football <laughs> I didn't. It obviously it's, failed for a reason, Mike. They like, added like the fake storylines to it, so it was like real foot, real football with like they're not A list talent. It was like C list talent, basically. Maybe maybe you could watch the thirty for thirty, Mike, and then you would know. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. If you're, I don't know if, if they, ta- they start if they start talking about the deviations from regular football, then I'd have to look up regular football. <laughs> well, you they'll tell you what the deviations are. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. They'll explain it to you. Anyways, wait a second. You, wait a second. You can't clothesline the defenseman? Really? Top 20. Super NES. Number one. Street Fighter 2. Number two. Legend of Zelda. Number three. Super Mario Kart. Woo! Uh, and Game Boy. Number one. Kirby's Dream Land. Number two. Super Mario Land. Number three. Metroid 2. I'm surprised uh, Super Mario Land 2 isn't on here yet. Uh, Was it, wasn't that last issue? It's number 11. It's still getting steam going. <gasps> That's too bad. Okay. It's NES. still above Baseball 2000, and that's what matters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, it is below The Simpsons' Escape from Camp Deadly. Yeah. I'm, giving you my, I'm giving you my little 30 for 30 in the uh, link okay. right now. This is, this is more on topic. Oh, okay. okay. NES, number one, Super Mario Bros. 3. Number two, Tecmo Super Bowl. Number three, The Legend of Zelda. For 52 months... Awesome. Okay, now playing section. Uh, look for these releases soon. I don't know why they're repeating. It's stuff like this we've the just information covered. about the games that are coming out. Like I guess it's everything. So it's stuff that they didn't even like have covered. Yeah, this one. The is first thing listed though is Sonic Blast Man. Well, right, but look, and look further along. Comics. There's a lot of stuff that wasn't listed. So they start getting more technical though. They tell us what the prices are, their release mm-hmm. dates. And the memory size, because <laughs> arbitrary numbers to kids that don't matter because it's really mm-hmm. gameplay that 
sells a game, not the amount of bits you put into it. Yeah, that's crazy. And they have like pluses and minuses, which are kind of like George and Rob again. Yeah, so they're, they're telling us they just took George and Rob's name off of it, but it's still those two guys. Spin, yeah, it's the same shit. Spin, <laughs> dizzy, spin Dizzy World, oh, yeah. which is where you're playing as a top. I shit you not. Let's just go through and pick out the the games they have in our. Oh, these guys disagree. Here. These guys disagree with John. Uh, for Disney's Magical Quest, the pluses, the graphics stand out. The game is as solid as you'd expect from Capcom. Then they tell you what Mickey does, but it says the negative. If there is a negative, is that it just might be too easy on normal mode. Fair Only enough. the hard mode is a challenge. I don't think it's intuitive to pick up, honestly, from just recently trying to play it. You're like, what the hell is this supposed to do? Chuck Rock. How many fucking caveman games do we have? Uh, another God. epidemic of the oh early 90s. Gosh, we had Bonk, Joe and Mac. W- wasn't there a Joe and Mac ripoff? You have Hudson's Adventure. Yeah. yeah. Chuck Rock, apparently. <laughs> yep, you got the Flintstones games. Yeah, and now... Mm. Uh, what the hell is the Brainies? Mexican, apparently. I'm looking at a, like a Slimer it says wearing a sombrero moving and checking out a piece of a girl's uh, side breast and armpit and a girl's um, ankle. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. But there's. Uh, it's saying moving character puzzle is the theme. Yeah, and then we got Wordtress with a, uh, a mime apparently. <laughs> and we have a Chester Cheetah game, which is awesome. Because I love my branded content in video games. Oh, he has, he. There's one of my favorite uh, commercials of all time has uh, Chester Cheetah in it. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that one with the uh, where yes. there's like a woman on the plane. Okay. And, um, and Chester she, says, "I've got a bomb." She's sitting next to this dude that is like snoring super loudly. Oh yeah, she, she throws it. She's trying mouth. to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And so like she's eating. Um, uh, Hot Cheetos, Cheetos or whatever, yeah. And then she kind of looks over, and Chester Cheetah, like a 3D version of him, is sitting there going, "He goes, yes, Janet, you know what to do, right?" And so she takes a like a, a Cheeto and stuffed in his nostril, oh, and right. it, it kind of helps snoring. the snoring. And then, but it's still on the top. So she turns to him again, and he goes, "Double down." <laughs> <laughs> and then she stuffs the other another Cheeto in the other nostril and stops the snoring. <laughs> He's like, double uh, down. And he's like, uh, giving him one of the stewardesses like a creepy like massage at the same time. I'm oh like, my God. I don't know if this makes me want to any Cheetos, but this is hilarious. Uh, yeah, Cheetos is one of those things like, I want to eat them like once every six months. <laughs> like, mm. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we have soccer games, Rocky Bullwinkle and Friends. I do like they compare the megabits across platforms. So like, there's Mega Man Five has four megabits, which is you know makes it on par with like some of these four mm-hmm. megabit <laughs> Super NES games, I guess. I don't know, it's weird. Uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle and Friends. Yeah. Awkward the hell control is makes speed game ball frustrating two. to play. They actually, it's like effectively a review though, because they're giving it a plus and minus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about time these guys step up their game. Mm-hmm. So this is effectively a review section that isn't like a running commentary between George and Rob. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, they tighten right. it up a little bit more. What do we have here? 
the scores at the end? Is that what you're talking about? No, I was looking at Packwatch. There's like a really weird setup. Uh, Packwatch. The Wizard of Oz from SATA. Look at this bottom the left Super image. Nintendo. It's like a naked chick. Yeah, it's that uh, like that painting. Uh, uh, the famous painting with the naked chick on the seashell. Mm. Venus to Gaia, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the actual name. So what is it? This is weird. You're like a knight in one of them. I don't know what's going on. You're, you're not Dorothy. It doesn't make any sense. Dorothy in the <laughs> Yeah, I think you're Dorothy in the You're in the center in the bottom. Yeah, so you got the Tin on. Man on the top left. You got the oh. Lion in the top middle. I never heard you of this You have Toto on the top right. Did he get released? You got the Emerald City in the bottom right. Um, I don't know what the hell the Poppy Fields is. The Poppy Fields is where they fell asleep, remember? Going to yeah, the Emerald City. Yeah, why is Dorothy naked? <laughs> that's the cowardly lion. Oh, that's the lion. This. Did this you think Dorothy was a... orange? Well, it's Nintendo. So, well, no, this is Super Nintendo. So no, they don't. They wouldn't get away with being everything being one color. Maybe she's this tan. Was, I don't know. This was released in 1993. She's from in Kansas. You don't get tanned in Kansas. So, this game actually did make it to market at least. Maybe wow. she's mulatto. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, like the Muppet, like the Muppet Wizard of Oz. <laughs> All right, what All right. else do we have? Uh, they have the Lost Vikings. Uh, they don't mention Blizzard in here, but well, it's one Vikings of Blizzard's have, first game. Speaking of Muppets, it looks year. like we got. Speaking of Muppets, it looks like we they got have like lost, Elmo. I'm sorry to hear that. In the Lost Vikings. <laughs> lost Vikings is an awesome game. We'll get to it. Um, okay, Ultima. So like a prequel, another prequel to Ultima Online. So. <laughs> It's another Ultima game. It's an yep. isometric, quasi-crappy action RPG, in it my opinion. It looks kind of good from like graphics-wise, though. It looks decent. I uh, never liked Ultima. All right. <laughs> Even Tom, I Tom and Jerry series, for Super Nintendo, because Lord knows we need another one of those. Hunt for Red Jerry. Hunt and then Hunt for Red October. Adam's Family, Pet Presley's Scavenger... Pugsley's, sorry. Scavenger Hunt. <laughs> Presley's Scavenger Hunt. That's, that's actually <laughs> coming up as a cover game in two issues. Yep. That artwork looks pretty kind of decent, so... Yeah, because uh, remember the Adams Family had, like, like, that demented cartoon. Yeah, it's all based on the cartoon. Zelda for Game Boy. They don't even say the title. They don't know the title yet. It's yeah, called, literally uh, called it Zelda for Game Boy. So that's Link's Awakening. Yeah. Another cover game coming out in four issues, I'm going to say. Damn, I love this game. This game kept me going for months. We will talk about that when we get to it. Darkwing Duck. For Game Boy... Uh, probably just a port of the NES. Mm -hmm. Yes, it says straight from the NES. Okay. Alien 3 for Game Boy. Let me guess it's from Acclaim. All right. So mm -hmm. the other LJN. Rollerblade <laughs> Racer, so you know. which is the coming out. Is that game. supposed to be is that supposed to be Ripley? In the center there? Oh, Ripley thinks Ripley No, it's, thinks it's the character like thinking or whatever, so Is that supposed to be Ripley? Yeah, no. Cuz it says Ripley thinks. Hey, if I can find I that, I'm out of here. Maybe it's fine. That's weird. Yeah, she was bald in that movie, right? <coughs> yeah, you're right. God, that is terrible looking. Believe it or not. Speaking of terrible looking, we've got Zen the Intergalactic Ninja and Rollerblade Racer. <laughs> that's an awesome title. You that's an awesome hold title. your mouth. <laughs> Rollerblade Racer, it looks like Paperboy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but with rollerblades. Yeah. So it's gay. Uh, and you have Mickey Safari in Letterland. Why are they still making... They made Mickey's Magical Quest. Why did they even make a, a Mickey game for Nintendo? Because people see Mickey and they get out their wallets and they go, I will pay for it! 
So it's for preschoolers. <laughs> it's for preschoolers still learning the alphabet and simple reading skills. Or it is strictly for the youngest players. Or for Mike. Well, I guess I got something to show my nephew if I ever get if I can get my young nephew on the taste test. So now Mike can finally learn the alphabet, and then. <laughs> Hey, I know my letters. I know my alphabet from A to Z. <laughs> uh, and then we've got uh, Zen Intergalactic Ninja, which is based on the comic book series. That looks kind of fun. There was a comic book series game. based on these Mars Attacks looking sons of bitches? Mm, no, this is based on the comic book. Yeah. And then uh, Pack Watch. What else do we have? We have, It's more Pack Whoa. Watch. Jesus Christ. Oh, we got, we got a picture of a dude here. No, it's Brett, Brett Hull. Hull. He's a Hall of Fame hockey player. Like, who the hell's that? Oh, he's a freaking hockey player, man. Okay, I'll take him for it. Couldn't tell you what team. I think it was Montreal. St. Louis Blues. So they're featuring uh, Star Trek Next Generation, Super Tiny Toons, Super High Impact, American Gladiators, (laughs) Bomberman 2, Eon Man, Empire Strikes Back for Game Boy, Robin Hood for Game Boy, and T2, the arcade game for Game Boy. I thought we covered that already. We did. Mm-hmm. We covered the T2 arcade game for Game Boy before. That's uh, weird. Okay, so for the next issue, we see Cybernator, which has like a, a, bulked, a bulked up Transformer. Mm-hmm. Like Grimlock's been hitting the gym. And uh, then we got the Pugsley Scavenger Hunt. Why was Lurch a Smurf? Yeah, why is he blue? Maybe I, like he... Is frozen or let it can't go, breathe? Let it go. You was strangled. <laughs> Darkwing Duck for Game Boy, and then we talk about Zen Intellectual Ninja. So we'll get into that uh, next episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then I we've got a little these. bonus here: um, stickers for the Super Power Club. Nice. So it's got um, these are basically skins for your NES controller, your huh. Super NES controller your Game Boy, your Game Boy screen, and then it has a ton of individual letters and um, numbers for you to huh. slap on your on your control deck and stuff like that. I, you guys I, had that in your... I had that. I, I had, if I could find my Super Nintendo, that controller would still have the moon and the earth with the space station on it. Oh, did you really stick this on your... <laughs> yeah, I did. It's the freaking moon and the earth. That actually is pretty cool. <laughs> But I get them a space station on my controller. Of course I did. I did that the second I got them. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I did put stickers on my Nintendo at some point, but I later had to scrape them off. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Ah, speaking of scraping it off, well, we've scraped out another episode of uh, Playing With Power. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful goodness. Mm, were the cream of the crop. The, 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 the best of... Mickey's fire hose have been scraped up. <laughs> All right. So I'll go ahead and take us on out of here. Um, if anyone would like to reach out to us in between episodes, please find us on facebook.com slash playing with power podcast. You can send others to our website, playing with power podcast.com, or you can reach out to Mike on Twitter at get the power 88, or you can visit us on iTunes and leave us a review. Uh, we also have a Patreon if you'd like to donate to the show and sponsor an episode. Patreon.com slash Playing With Power. I am your host, Ben. And he's Mike, and I'm John. And now you're playing with power.
entertainment system. Now, you're playing 